you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggle to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. Well, today things are a little bit different, so I'm excited to welcome my co-host, Noel Peterson and uh, business partner. And so we are uh, have a great opportunity to start a um, couple interviews. So we're interviewing couplepreneurs who are growing their business and their marriages together. Today's guests, Miguel and Melissa Favarel, are the founders of the Source H2O. Their vision is to continue to positively impact others and change the way we live through better water. Melissa has been a leader in the water filtration industry for over two decades, achieving many pinnacles and awards while leading others to do the same. Miguel has a passion to eliminate 1 trillion plastic water bottles from our planet by 2030. He has invented products such as Water Vault, the first portable water filter cooler, and an innovative new concept, Water 147, a zero-proof, zero-waste experience to create solutions and inspire others. Miguel and Melissa have sustained a growing business, thriving marriage, and encouraged their children to become positive, purpose-driven humans while adding value to the human experience. We're so excited to have this conversation with Miguel and Melissa Favarel. Melissa, Miguel, thank you so much for joining us and being willing to just share your journey with us today. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited and just grateful for the relationship we've had over the years and uh, excited to see you guys flourish in what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. So obviously we're serving entrepreneurs and you guys have been entrepreneurs now for um, nearly two decades, but uh, how, how did you get started? <laughs> you want to start that? Um, as well as as business owners or kind of in the business of what we do? I, as business owners even, I mean. Um, well, I started in our industry um, when I was 15 years old. Um, my friend actually got me into the business and then um, was working there through school and all of that because it was worked with my school hours and my sports and things like that. And then um, actually met Miguel there when I actually came back from taking some time off through sports and things. And, and then um, we were friends for a little bit and just kind of, you know, we all hung out and did our thing there at work, having fun. And, you know, we ended up getting um, together and involved to having a baby to getting married. And then we always, he's from Colorado. So I was from Arizona and that's where we met in Arizona. And um, we'd always talked about, you know, doing what we were doing, which was water treatment and then um, opening up our own one day and moving back to Colorado and uh, got married and, God made it happen for us. So we we kind of got up and left and moved over here and started started our business. 
Now you guys started in a small town here in Colorado, right? We did. Yeah, we started in Craig, which is where I grew up. And like most companies, uh, started in our, our garage, <laughs> <laughs> which is my grandparents' garage at the time. And we shared a, a small office with three desks. My grandparents ran a business, or a couple of them. And we we're in the middle of the two of their desks, running our business or starting it with a, an 18-month-old running around screaming and all that good stuff, you know, and flip-flopping roles as we needed to, to to make it happen and get it started. So what was the biggest challenge of working together and how did you push through? Um, probably just, you know, being in a small place and having other people live there and trying to balance, you know, the whole, I got to set appointments or, you know, why I got to also babysit the kid, my son, because my, you know, he's out in the field visiting with, you know, um, homeowners and our customers and things like that. And then I got to cook dinner, just the chaos of all of that. Um, and then you have other people, you have doorbells ringing because you have, you're in someone else's home and then you've got UPS drivers. I mean, it's just that whole chaos of, of just of that. Um, and that's probably the biggest, the biggest part of, of it. Yeah, I'd say it was different for me personally. It's more of uh, being able the separation, right? When you're um, husband and wife and friends and parents and then running a business together, it's more of the separation of being able to have harmony with all that together and knowing when to talk about personal family stuff and separate the business side. Um, I will say we are grateful to read an article in some entrepreneurial magazine uh, when we very first started actually about a couple that had been in the service type of industry for 20 years and been married for that long. And they had a light the candle approach, which was basically if someone lit the candle in the house, uh, that meant no more business talk. Um, and that was a way of you know, recognizing one person was done with the business talk and move on to personal time. So we never got to the light the candle approach, but we definitely got to a couple of looks or just, you know, um, voicing our opinions or thoughts, but it definitely helped to let each other know that, hey, we're ready, we're done with the business time. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah, it was super helpful for sure. Because I was home a lot during the day working from home or with our son and then i wanted to talk to him and tell him all these things and you know about the business and and then you know he didn't want to talk about it anymore because he had been there all day and he just wanted family you know to be home and defrag and so he had to tell me you know he was the one who was like i'm lighting the candle <laughs> and i'm like okay and then I, I it took me a little bit but i caught on to it and then i just knew then it kind of came to where it's like okay it's nine o'clock he's home and not and then we you know move from there from like scheduling time or it's there's still times where it does happen when we'll like catch ourselves and things like that still now to this day but that was really helpful for us for sure nice now you guys were both working in the water business in arizona so basically you went pretty much straight from college to owning your own business um, pretty quickly and then being married at the same time. So um, how, how did how did that transition from 
obviously working for somebody else in the industry to to doing it on your own in a small town. Oh, I'm gonna start that. Um, the trans the transition actually, Melissa said before. I mean, it uh, definitely was a higher power in play. Um, so, I mean, to, to tell a story in, in short, I got fired three days after we got married. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's so, actually a very a big blessing yeah sure. i mean you know i don't know how much we want to get down the road but it was a pretty spiritual moment for us personally um to shorten the story when we got married we had uh, a sign-in board you know where with our frame or with a picture of the frame and people signed around the frame and uh our pastor's wife but jeremiah 29 11 through 14 love Jed and Susan. Um, at that point, we, you know, we didn't really know exactly what that verse said. Uh, we got married. We, we looked it up one, the next day, like, oh, we're reading all the little messages and we're like, oh, that's, a, that's awesome. That's a great verse. Uh, you probably could say it better than I would say it still at this time. But uh, in the nutshell, it talks about, I'll take you from captivity, bring you back to your homeland and restore your fortunes. And uh, there's some more in there, but um, so we're like, oh, that's awesome. That's nice. Fast forward, um, you know, three days later, I was fired. Uh, only income at that point. Again, kid at the home house, a new house, new car. Um, two months prior to that, I had bought Melissa a book called Bible Verses for Busy Women. And in that book, it would have uh, a subtitle or title for each page, like when I'm tempted by another man or when I punish the kids or and to give a verse to read. Well, I come home from being fired and she's like, you got to read this book. And I'm like, I'm, I'm upset and pissed. And I'm like, what do you mean I got to read this book? And she's like, no, read this, read this. And so I look out, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, no, read it. And on that page was when I have lost my job. And the verse was Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. And, and uh, a month later we were, or about two months later, we were in Colorado running our own business. Part of the transition was I was trying to get my grit together after all that. And Melissa went and worked full time serving tables to continue money flow. And uh, we started the business off of a $10,000 credit card with no interest for 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, right? Like, you're, you're, you have no safety net. You have no, there, there's an, I think there's an advantage to not having a safety net to, to putting it all out on the line and, and knowing that if, if, if this fails, it fails because, because we, we, it, the effort just didn't work. Right. <laughs> and so having, having no safety net, sometimes I don't recommend that obviously for those listening, if you can have a safety net, if you can have three or four months in the bank, um, <laughs> We were also 19 and 25, so yeah. who cared? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and obviously timing in life can make a difference, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now now with teenagers at home, you're it's a whole different a whole <laughs> different animal, right? Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> so what uh what worked for you guys as far as I know today you've got a well-refined sales process, and I know you learned a sales process in Arizona, but Taking that to Craig, Colorado, um, 
how what worked how did that help you in in building the business well we knew what it took and what we needed to make it work because we had been instilled and shown um by great leaders um what we needed to do um and before when you know we moved on we were part of a team that was very very solid um and we we both had a willingness and drive that we were doing going to do whatever to make it work so um i guess it was just i don't know where i was going with that okay. i think you know like melissa said we had we had good leadership from a process standpoint and structure standpoint uh, and we had we had friends that saw what we were doing and hey miguel got fired and, and and we actually had a team members you know drop what they're doing and come to colorado so it wasn't just about us it was about um good friends that um made the the risk as well believing what we we're doing so it was it was more than just us yeah support is very very beneficial mm -hmm. so what tools were the most effective for building your client base um i mean in the beginning referrals uh we started in my hometown we had 20 or so referrals from my grandparents you know i mean in the first seven or so people we visited uh you know they were retired friends of my grandparents that knew me from when i was born and didn't really take maybe things too seriously, but every time I got referrals from them, whether they invested in our product or not. And um, in that area, we still, we have still thousands of recycling referrals, you know, almost 19 later, years later and thousands of clients. So referrals in the beginning were a life source for sure. And yeah, that's how we started. Yeah. That's fantastic. <clears throat> So obviously personal development has been a big part of, of, of your growth process, but it's also a part of, I think your own personal mission. At what point did that become important to you? Go. Um, for me personally, it was, uh, when I started, uh, in the industry, again, I was going to college. I didn't graduate by the way, we both dropped out. Uh, yeah. uh, but when I started going, when I started working in the industry, I got invited to a Peter Lowe success conference. And that gave me the first taste of what one of those success conferences looked like, seeing someone like Zig Ziglar speak live. And um, I think Gorbachev at that time and some other people, that was 2000. And that gave me a drive for and again it also was leadership where we were at they were very heavily into into personal growth so you know it was a leader giving me a book and and uh, me taking the time to start reading it and then knowing how that transformed my life nice well and then now it's part of part of your purpose right i mean yeah to to not only lead and grow yourself but to to lead and grow your team and Obviously, I think you guys have a bigger purpose in the industry, right? I mean, you're your whole driven by water and and helping people, you know, have better water in their homes. But 
but water is not just about the, the water drinking in their homes. Right. You. Yeah, so, I mean, the, you know, the purpose, <laughs> go back to the beginning of the conversation, the reason for coming to Colorado is there's obviously, I didn't know there was even a difference in the water until I started in the industry. So there's people back home I knew that didn't know there was a difference as well, right? Water is water, we're in the mountains. So really it was just that drive of education and, and now knowing that when we have better water, we're eliminating more pounds of greenhouse gases than family of four does on solar. And, you know, from a, a legacy standpoint of, and sustainability of teaching the new generation how to live, right? Uh, at one point, a couple of years ago, our 15 year old daughter didn't even know the word for laundry detergent. <laughs> um you know just for, from our types of technology so that's probably the biggest thing for us is creating a legacy of a new generation thinking a different way and uh, getting a sustainability standpoint for our earth in general nice well as a as a client who learned about water from you guys um obviously you know we haven't used laundry detergent in the last two years, so <laughs> so so we understand um, yeah. and the value of the, the fact that the water can be prepared to to do it on its own is is pretty impressive, and obviously not putting that soaps into the into the sewer system and having to be recovered and cleaned out is can only be better, right? That only makes sense, right? It's, it yeah. seems, seems obvious. That yeah, but it's awesome to hear someone like you guys talk about it and understand the bigger picture too. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, being well, more sustainable is key, right? <laughs> absolutely. Well, and, and even washing dishes, I think our dishwasher now, we use an eighth of a teaspoon or something of that stuff. Minuscule. <laughs> and I so, yeah, that's it's it's impressive how much the water is capable of doing on its own and then you know how little soap you can you know use to get those things done so mm -hmm. but but even beyond that now you're doing you're doing bigger and and more things on the side of water as far as the world is concerned yeah um we have some new products that we're moving for we have a, a really great you know partnership now with the sea change agency which was part of the, the shark water extinction movement with you know, has over 150 or close to 150 million views through uh, different streaming devices like Apple TV and and uh, Prime. But uh, we're definitely passionate about, again, protecting our oceans, protecting the sharks. Um, you know, they have a, a big tie into to who we are and, and not only our planet, but our ourselves, you know, remaining on this planet in a safe spot. Uh, we launched a new product called the Water Vault recently, or we're in pre-launch, which is uh, the first portable water filter cooler on the planet and we're excited about its launch and it really comes back to personal use you know as a family that lives with good water we want to take it everywhere with us it's not always easy to do that and then it's not always simple to stay away from buying you know the the, the bottles from a convenience standpoint so the water vault was designed to be the same size as a case of bottled water and to be able to take the water with you and also use it to filter any fresh source of water from a river or lake 
with nanofiltration, taking out you know harmful bacteria and keeping your water safe. At the same time, it's powered. It uses UV technology. It has a faucet. Um, so we just took all the things that we we kind of dealt with that were pain bodies for us as a family traveling with wanting good water without buying plastic, and uh, you know we've came up with the water vault. So we're excited for that um, as well, and um, and just our team in general. What what we what what our team has done and their passion level um, at this point. You know that we, we couldn't do it, any of it without our team and leaders and, and, and the growth that we're having from that standpoint. Well, I'll tell you personally, I love the water vault idea. And uh, so I transitioned this year from drinking large quantities of soda and taking soda everywhere I go. Like literally I have my own portable coolers and ice packs and, and the chance that the challenge is I don't want to buy plastic bottles of water. I don't want to stuff the cooler full of these, and so I tried to get higher quality plastic bottles to be able to, to keep the water cold and have cold water with me and refill them. Obviously with our RO, it doesn't make any sense to be buying water when I, you know, I bought a system to have, you know, reverse osmosis water right at my sink and right at my refrigerator. And why, why would I want to buy these cheap plastic bottles that are just destroying the you know, the filling the landfill and, and all the other problems that, that they're creating. So I love that, that idea um, because I still carry my cooler. When I leave the house, I take four bottles that I'm refilling, but it's, it's even hard to get bottles that are good enough to refill yeah. to put in a cooler. So. Right. Oh, good job making that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, an insulated water bottle. It's always a good one, but you can, you can only fill it when you leave the house. Right. And if you're gone all day, Oh, I drink. I drink way too much. Yeah, I have a forty. I have a forty-ounce bottle that I fill, and and yeah. I'll I'll drink it dozen a dozen times a day. So yeah, I'm the same exact way, and that was was frustrating because I would have gallons of jugs I'd fill plus my extra. I like six forty-gallon or forty-ounce, and he's like, "This all this stuff, space, you know, for all just your water." <laughs> Well, I'm not going to drink anybody else's water and I'm not going to just go buy any water because half of it is just crap water anyways. And, you know, they just slap a label on it and put it on the shelves and then it ends in our landfills and, and then, you know, that whole vicious cycle. So, you know, anything to help eliminate that and, and two, when you're on the go, having able to, you know, I just have it for a really long time and be able to just, go to the river and put, you know, put it in there and fill up and use it and have it there. So yeah, we're super excited about it. Well, and for me, the, the, the challenge is you have this water that at home that tastes a certain way because yeah. it's, it's been, it's been softened and it's been uh, through the reverse osmosis filter. And obviously it's good, clean tasting water. And then you go someplace else and even making tea or coffee for those that do that, if you don't have good water, you don't have a good, you know, good tea. Good coffee. Yeah. yeah. And so you just get used to the, the good water. And so, yeah, you want to be able to take it with you. Yeah. So I'm yeah. definitely interested in, in a vault and have to figure out how to get myself involved. So absolutely. <laughs> water dash vault dot, dot shop. There we go. All right. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> awesome. So 
obviously you've had a lot of confidence in sales and, and, and you, you started out, you know, in sales of this, these same systems in, in Arizona, what's worked for developing your sales team? Well, as you know, when you're a business owner, you go through a lot of um, trial and error and this and that and growth. And, you know, you, or you go through the mountains and the valleys and <laughs> all of that. So, um, you know, reading a lot, having a positive mental attitude is big. And um, just you got to you got to keep consistent on hiring people and bringing them in and, you know, building them in. And a big thing with us, too, is, you know, we may have brought them in for a certain position and that it's not quite a fit, but we always try to find them in the right position. So, you know, that when we bring people in, our whole goal is to build them up and to put them to where they're going to shine. I guess they're not 100% because, you know, Miguel and I have a huge love for people. Uh, we have a huge love for the water, obviously. And um, when people come, you know, uh, on board with us, we consider them family and um, we, we want to keep them and see them grow. So I think a lot of them really appreciate that part of it, of us being a close knit family. Um, and so, uh, and then finding the right where they can shine hundred percent is what I'd say. On that part. Yeah. I love that part. And you know, from a technical aspect, it's, it's going in education minded, you know, person that's, that's what we do. We're there to educate people on where water is, where it can be and let them make a choice of what's better for themselves and their family. That's, that's number one. So if we can, we teach that way and we can get them to understand that and get away from being a sales focused minded person and be there with true charisma, with a genuine spirit and create a relationship. Um, that's, that's where we, we excel at. Um, and I really do feel like we are one of the best people, out there to educate people on water and what it means and what it can mean and the benefits of having better water. You know, whether people do something for us or not, that's the biggest thing, education. I mean, we've had clients come back eight years after seeing the information and now want to do something for the water because things in their life have changed. And so hopefully that's our, that's a goal from the sales side is making an impact positively so then they can make the right decision for their family. Nice. Obviously, right now, there's a huge um, hiring's a, a challenge. And, uh, <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Don't get down this road. I, go ahead. Ask your question. Well, I I mean, obviously, you guys you guys are doing something special once people are getting on on board. But um, are you doing something now to uh, to encourage hiring to uh, to, yeah. to be to stand out from? Obviously, everybody else that's hiring right now. I, so can I answer this? I don't really think we've changed a lot from what we have done for 18 years. And things have changed, and there's a lot of different reasons of why on the recruiting side and hiring. I, here's what I, I personally want to say on that, though. I feel that that conversation is happening too much with entrepreneurs right now and business owners and hiring coordinators and recruiters. And they're creating an energy for themselves that is that is 
they're creating their own challenge based on belief systems. Intention, you have a big enough why, you're going to always bring on the people that you need to bring on at the time that you need to bring them on. And, and you're going to attract, like attracts like. You know, um, there's some restaurants and businesses that are flourishing right now and finding people. And there's other ones that are going out of business because they can't find anybody. Um, to me, it's you got to look deeper in yourself and, and know if you're why you're not attracting. People are looking, people are quitting certain jobs because of certain things and going on right now. Uh, we have, you know, people from the medical field that have bachelor's degrees that are coming on to us and having a lot of success because they wanted to help people in the health industry. And now they can do it here too. Uh, just through a different mind, you know, through a different avenue, or uh, I would say, but I, I, that drives me nuts when I hear that from, if I ever hear it from our managers, like, you know, suck it up. It, it never ends if you want to build a company and uh, build something great. And like Melissa said, you got to keep, keep it going on at all times. I really like that answer. It, it, it basically says I'm responsible for my situation and I need to do what I need to do. And, appreciate the, the belief system and the, we're not victims, right? We're, right. we're action takers and we're going to be responsible. And, and so that's a great answer. So thank you for sharing. Of course. Yeah. So on that, on that vein, tell us a little bit how you um, feel important uh, character is when you're looking for people. Um, you want to go ahead. Uh, <laughs> important characteristics. Uh, for me personally, it's attitude, like 100%. Uh, anybody can do what we do. I went to school for architecture. I didn't think about doing water filtration. Most people don't. Um, it, it comes down to wanting, having an uh, amazing attitude and staying positive, right? Um, with what we do for the majority on the education side, you have to be real and uh, some like I've heard this before from someone's no longer with our company, which was a good person. But one thing they said is I have to be a hundred percent all the time and I can't do it. <laughs> well, if you're yourself and you're genuine, then a hundred percent all the time is all you can be. It's going to change as far as your best. Um, but attitude is number one, the willingness to learn and grow and, and be again have true charisma other people focused that's the main thing um, we can teach the other stuff and uh continue to grow people and that's what i would say totally yeah so you mentioned um the sea change agency how has contribution contributed to the growth of your growth individually and, and your growth as a company yeah uh it's somewhat of a new process. So we, this will be Earth Day of 2020 is when we started it. Um, we give 1% back of all revenue, not uh, profit, but actually 1% of all revenue back to the Sea Change Agency. Um, so I, you know, it gives a, belief, a stronger, um, it gives another aspect uh, to our team members and our company of adding value to the world on a bigger spot, right? That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. So we can only see so many people a day or a month. 
by duplicating ourselves to these other give back efforts, we can touch people that we're not able to touch. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens this year. Uh, we have really started some new processes with schools to go in and educate the schools on the ocean with through Sea Change Agency. We have one with Legend High School actually next Wednesday um, doing a huge assembly. So again, we're back in the schools, which is nice um, versus the Zoom stuff. Uh, so I, I feel we'll have a lot more there. And we're gonna be doing more events. So, you know, part of what we're doing at the Sea Change Agency, the give back process, so we're giving away uh, eight $5,000 scholarships to go to coastal Costa Rica by of July of, of 2022. And uh, these, these scholarships are from 12 year olds to 20 year olds. Uh, they can go on the C, the sourcehshow.com forward slash the sea change agency and submit uh, an application, a video of why they want to go. The trip is amazing. I mean, it's in Costa Rica. They're on a ship with oceanic uh, scientists and uh, there's a chef on board. They're able to tag sea turtles and watch Brock, um, this shark whisperer swim with the sharks and tag the sharks and uh, do a bunch of things that, you know, they would never would be able to do. And, and this is on a vessel that's been highlighted through Netflix documentaries. In fact, they were just down there recently doing a new documentary that we should be seeing. So I know all, all of it will be filmed. Uh, so it is an, an awesome experience. I'm excited to see that happen. So, uh, you know, that's how we're adding value there. Nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, obviously giving back, but giving back in, in an education way, in such a grand way is, is pretty amazing. So definitely applaud, applaud you for that. And just expanding your contribution to, to education, not just here, but worldwide. Um, so that's yeah, so good. We're grateful to be part of it for sure. And it came through relationships, to be fair. That connection happened from a good friend that I grew up with and Craig that had to believe it or not. Um, and it, it's amazing how that sort, that sort of connections work for sure. So we're grateful for it. Nice. So ask each of you, what do you love to do in your free time? Oh my, um, big time travel. I love to travel. That makes me happy. Cooking, um, trying new, new things in the kitchen for sure. Um, being with my family, um, that's probably my big, my big ones for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I love traveling with our family. Our, our kids are old, a little bit older now, so they've become our travel buddies. Um, and uh, just doing, trying new things, you know, 14er or something that I just haven't done before. Not that I like doing 14ers, <laughs> a lot of rocks. Yeah. But doing something new like that is, is good for my free time. And, and I don't mind just honestly sitting down if I, and taking two hours and watching a movie. You know, um, to me, that's, you know, reading, meditating, but I mean, you know, the guilty pleasure sometimes just it's, it's watching a, a stupid movie and laughing and, and uh, doing something like that. Oh, it's, it's good to take a break and laugh and watch some comedy. Definitely. Right. <laughs> so obviously you mentioned connection, the value of connection and, and 
um, what's been beneficial for maintaining those relationships? Uh, um, not ex being the person that's, that does it. I mean, we can't, ex relationships are both double-sided or, you know, um, but you, you have to be, you only can control of what you're in control of, which is yourself. So to me, it's you, someone pops in your mind, send them a text, call them, take the time. If you say you're going to do something, do it, stay accountable that, that piece, whether it was important to you or not. Um, and, and remembering how important relationships are. I think that for, for us, we're each other's best friend. We run a business together. We're married. Uh, we're partners, all those things. We're very close, but um, just remembering how important those other relationships are in life and, and uh, not forgetting that for me personally. Yeah. And, you know, we've had a lot of support, you know, with people in our lives that were friends before that came on board. But unfortunately, they moved on to other things. And, you know, just keep like he said, you know, you, being the bigger person and not in my heart has always been like, you were my friend first or you were this first. So I'm going to keep it that way. And unfortunately, some people take things to heart. Um, I guess in a different way, you know, than just letting it go or moving forward or seeing past. And so um, for me, it's been a little harder because I have lost some friends or some people along the way that, um, you know, were life, you know, childhood friends or whatever, just as we grow through life and things. But I feel, yeah, just being the one to, I think, step out and reach out always. And even if it's just thinking of you or, um, when they're going through a hard time, maybe sending them something, you know, just being, I don't like want to say the better person, but just being like, if I don't feel right about it, or if I feel that it's heavy on my heart, then, then I'm going to do what I feel is right. Because that's what, you know, that's what I feel is, that's what Jesus would do, right? <laughs> You're talking about being the initiator, right? Yeah. If it's not right, I'm going to initiate you know, a conversation or even if it is right. And like Miguel mentioned, if that person comes to, to my mind, I need to respond to it. I need to do something mm -hmm. with it. Send a text, make a call, send an email um, and not just let those those thoughts just go by without taking action. And so being the initiator can be can be really important in, in maintaining relationships. And it doesn't take a lot, right? Like we have so many tools between Facebook and texts and phone. You can, there's all kinds of ways to, to reach out to people. So I appreciate you sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about mentors. What are, what are obviously you guys are mentors now, you're building a team, you've got a great team that's a family. Um, but how have mentors been beneficial for you? And what would you say to somebody about finding a mentor that, that fits them? Yeah. You want to start? Go ahead. Okay. Um, what I have to say about it, yeah, find one, but don't make sure it's genuine and don't force it. I think, you know, for me personally, I didn't find my biological father until I was 38, you know, five years ago. 
and wow. that, which was fine. But when I got into my mid twenties, early thirties, running a business, not having my grandpa passed, not really having a men or a male figure to go to, to ask certain questions on being a father or husband or business owner. I was heavily looking and I think sometimes that force scenarios and I, so just don't force it. The right person will come into your life, be aware, have your antennas up, um, be open, you know, have your heart open. I think be vulnerable. Like Brian Brown said, it's hard to do, but you know, if, if you're vulnerable and keep your, your antennas open and your intuition, you'll, you'll find the right person for you. Like you said, mentor is just another relationship. <laughs> might know a little bit more about something that you need help with and that can add value and um, at the same time you know a mentor can get stuff from the mentee right i mean we're all human beings on this planet another of us have it figured out 100 <laughs> percent um so i just think it mentors a relationship side but you know look for fruit on the tree make sure they're genuine and and be careful that they don't have a monetary gain for you, or if they do, that they know how to separate that. Because in this world, that can be a, a driving force for some people. Nice. What inspires you? Oh my. Probably for me is my husband. He really is a big inspiration to me. Um, everything that he does, his drive, um, the way he's a dad, um, that that's really a big one on my heart. Like every day I'm just wake up so grateful um, for him. So he definitely inspires me. Um, and just knowing where the, you know, go, being excited about what's happening in the future, you know, like where, the thing is that, you know, I get, and that's him. It's, it's him. So just, I, he inspires me. That's, that's my biggest one. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure, Miguel. No. Yeah. No. I know. Um, <laughs> I think inspiration has an expiration for most people. Hmm. Um, be create I, I feel we're all creative souls and so inspires me is being able to let creativity flow and and be able to focus on your strengths i mean that's i i love i do love mentoring people i like connecting and adding value that inspires me i love hearing other people's stories that inspires me. My kids inspire me because of that. My wife inspires me. You know, my, I mean, a lot of things inspire me. I think it's just, but I think this, you know, great stories, vulnerability, and, and just hearing, um, and just the create the creative side of all of us. That's what inspires me. Nice. All right, I'm gonna put a little pressure on. What What was your most memorable date? Ooh. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> Memorable date. Memorable oh date. So, like before mind. we got married. <laughs> no. Nope. Whenever. Any any time. Whatever. Most memorable um, time hanging out together. 
or maybe it was before you met Miguel and it's somebody yeah. else. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've been with him forever. So <laughs> gosh, that's a hard one for me. Cause there's been so many, there's been a lot of fun times. Like that's what, like, we love to have fun together and do so many fun things. Um, gosh. You might have to come back to me. Let me think about that. Let it go. <laughs> I'll give you mine because it's easy for me. I do want to say something that came up in there is going back to some of the conversation. I think the reason we like to travel so much, running a business together and all that, is it gives us our own time where we're together without without anything else, essentially, which we love it. It's our, it's what we do, right? It's, it's But that's why we love travel so much because we're together having those fun moments. So I, I recommend to anybody, I don't care if it's a staycation, it's a day and a half in the mountains, like go do more experiences, get out of the house, you know, and just it forces you to experience something new without staying in your norm comfort zone. So. Um, but it would be uh, Valentine's Day weekend, Sedona, <laughs> Arizona, night two thousand. No, no, I don't hear it. But um, <laughs> we uh, we had we had a lot of times, but that's a memorable moment. I mean, it's it's prior to us getting together, but there was just a good connection through that. And Sedona is an amazing place. Have you ever been? And uh, we were both just you know young, but spirited and uh i don't know that's a that's an easy one for me yes <laughs> we're talking about dates okay <laughs> well i guess that was a good one it was a very good one um but i guess the most recent one that i'd have to say um since he went way at the beginning i'll go our 15th anniversary when we went to ozzy league mm -hmm. um and um the beautiful resort i mean anybody's in it's all um just it's like a big tree house and it's right on the ocean and the beds are these big huge beds and rounded and it's just all lit by candlelight and they're very um you know the sea turtles come up and made i mean it was just a very magical magical trace and tulum mexico is actually where it's at so that was you know and that was just like what three four years ago and that that was a really awesome time that was cool yeah and just the structure of it and um, venturing around the place and just we were like two little kids just yeah, having fun adventuring <laughs> <laughs> out together it's very yeah. valuable yeah that's true um would you share us with us some of the challenges of raising a family while running a business that's yeah um goodness probably just um like i said when you're kids are little and they're at home, you're trying to work or the phone's ringing and the dog's barking. And, you know, now it's a little more acceptable because everyone's working from home. So you don't have to like, you know, apologize for the dog barking or that or that. But, um, and just the times like creating a schedule of like, Hey, you know, um, you know, there's been times where we've only had one car and he's out repping and gone from nine in the morning till nine at night and it's okay. So my Sunday is when we should be having family days. I got to go do the grocery shopping and I got to go do all this. Um, just, you know, finding a bad, sometimes a balance, you know, that's and with every family can relate that knows you've got to create um, your balance that works for your family and it's all going to be okay. 
you just gotta you gotta work through it um and just you know um i think a big a big one too is when you are you know it's different for everyone but being a couple that's been in the business and raised two young kids and a family is the big thing we've always done is even though we've had hardships or the money hasn't you know been the greatest or things and things but we've always separated it from our kids we've always not involved them in it um we've always I guess put on like everything was okay for them um, and just um, took care of that stuff behind the scenes so that they weren't affected mm -hmm. by that by that um, so just being aware I guess too when times when you're not aware um, can be you know a struggle too um, but yeah those are probably be yeah uh, find yourself a Melissa on your partner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, you know, so, wow. A partner, spouse that believes, you know, you got to believe in each other and, and know where each other's going because it's very easy to, in that scenario, to, to uh, bring each other down versus lift each other up. So on the family side, yeah, like Melissa's a rock and, and took care of an amazing amount and let me be Disneyland daddy. So mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I call them. Disney, go ask Disneyland daddy. No, <laughs> nice. Well, but, but, it's, but it is important to recognize the roles and, and, and be okay with the roles that, you know, because obviously you have company roles and then you have family roles, and and if there isn't a, if you're not meeting each other's expectations in those roles, then obviously it would break down. So, yeah. you know, I and I get it having having a Melissa, having a Noel, um, having a partner that not only believes in you but but does everything they can to support you and back you up, yeah. and and lift you up is is super powerful. Um, I think the the belief thing is so powerful, right? When, when you decide to launch a company and everybody else in the world is going, what are you nuts? <laughs> and, and your partner, your partner, your spouse is saying, no, let's do it. Right. I mean, that, that means a lot and yeah. it adds pressure, but at the same time, it's, it's so valuable and, and, and priceless to have somebody that's aligned. And, and I think obviously you guys are aligned in purpose, right? Like you, you recognize the, the the journey that the destined there is no real destination it's just we're in this journey together right. and and we're trying to fulfill this purpose together um could you expand on on your purpose we i mean we mentioned a little bit earlier but you guys have a purpose and and i know miguel you have a, a purpose for for growing people and and uh would you just share the value of your purpose helping you stay aligned uh, <laughs> yeah um I mean, the value of it is, like you said, it, it's a, a journey or however you want to put that. It's not, there's no end goal necessarily, right? So uh, the, the purpose is to add value to the human experience by leading and growing others to lead and grow others. I mean, that's, that's my purpose. Um, it took me a while to, to clarify that. Um, we have this, but again, we have this in the beginning. I forget the book, but it, I think it was called the One Minute, one, millionaire. One minute millionaire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
our the again, I got fired, but the vice president liked me. So she gave me a book. She helped us start the business. <laughs> um, but in that book, there's, you read half the, half of it and then there was things to do on the other half. Um, but one of them was, uh, one of the things we wrote down in there was whether people are with us for three minutes or three days or 30 years, that we added value to them. Mm, so good. Whatever. I mean, that's something we wrote in 2003. So I think that's stuck with us. It hasn't always been easy. And we're like, shoots, like, should we have wrote that? Because sometimes that's how it works. But that's okay. You know, if we're really, if we're here to add value to each other. That's the grander picture. Um, so I just think keep continuing to understand that and then instill that in others, whether it's our kids or team people we lead, but it's adding value to each other. That's it, man. Make positivity louder, especially nowadays, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, obviously we're on the same, the same vibration there. Cause yes. you know, for me, it was, Obviously, in our marriage, it was the the instruction in Ephesians, you know, encourage one another, build each other up, and and that's you know where, where our company name came from was because we want to be the people that add value, even if it's the interaction in the grocery store, even if it's just a smile, if if it's if it's just you know walking by somebody that's looking grumpy and you say hi, it's you know every every interaction should be left with more value than, than we started with. And so I definitely really appreciate that. Um, but for me, it was, it's a big part of what's kept our marriage together is because my goal in my marriage isn't, isn't my own good. It's, it's how can I make my wife better and lift her up every day and, and make her a better mom and a better wife. And, and, and people from a scarcity mindset or selfish mindset would say, well, what about me? And, and the truth is, when you do those things for others, you put that out there, yeah. it comes back and it, and without the expectation, right? And that's the challenge for many people is they they have this, this tit for tat thinking, um, even in networking, right? Oh, I've given you a referral, you gotta give me one back. And, and, and it doesn't really work that way. You've gotta give the referral with no expectation and yeah, you gotta love your spouse with no expectation that it'll be returned. And then it comes back tenfold. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, so powerful. Well said. Mm -hmm. So what is the big dream? Oh, oh go ahead. Oh you my. have a great one. <laughs> well, right now, because, <laughs> you know, we the dream always gets bigger, right? Yep. So right now, my biggest dream is um, to see this water vault go explosive and to bless a lot of people and you know to bless our earth and all of that with sustainability um and get as many plastic bottles as we can off mm. off of our landfills and all of that of people's hands all of that um but to um you know we're looking to you know our daughter's about to graduate our son's moved on um to follow you know his passions and stuff so um the next step is for us to, uh, you know, we want to find a lot of big land and we want to build on it and we want to have a lot of sustainability on it and be able to grow things on it that we can um, use to, um, I guess, towards our other businesses and things. So that's for me, the focus. I keep telling them like, 
come on, honey, I'm, uh, you know, we got waiting on you because I got all this other, my, my work, I guess, starts, the big work starts when I get there. You know, not, obviously there's a journey and there's other things there, but my vision and my excitement comes from what I get to do when that, yeah. when we're there, you know, as far as, I like to play in the dirt, I like to grow things, I like food, I like, you know, all of that, so um, being able to be sustainable and have our own instead of having, you know, unfortunately, we know we don't know what's going to happen in this crazy world, right? And what so to be able to 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 feel um, uh, safe and to know that you know we're we're taken care of there. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, big. I love you know, like Melissa said, dreams and visions change and grow over time. I'm excited for. Uh, I don't know. In a relationship, there's you know there's differences. Right? I'm I'm the heavy optimist. Melissa's the realist. Uh, I'm the dreamer. She's like sit and wait and see if it works her. <laughs> um, but but at the same time supporting. But you know uh, I'm excited for Melissa's vision. Really is you know to have her. She wants to have major greenhouses and grow and 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 farm and have tropical trees in the mountains and those sort of fun things that are, are uh, pretty awesome. So I'm excited to see that come to fruition for her. Uh, for me personally, it's, it's that from a, and to continue to add value to our, our children, watch them grow as adults and, and just, uh, you know, see them flourish and, and be happy and start understanding more of what this world how they can impact this world in their own way and 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 continuing to to grow and flourish our companies so we can grow and flourish more people that we haven't brought on yet and, and our current team members and leaders you know um we have a, a team we have a lot of entrepreneurial type spirits in our in our company and you know i would love to see some of their dreams come to fruition and help with that um, and us to be able to help them do that. That's probably like, the, those are some bigger dreams for me personally. Yeah. And the, uh, when I say those things to a big part of me, I just want to be able to bless a lot of people and, mm. you know, be a blessing into them and, um, in that way. And, and, you know, whoever wants to come on board, you know, and, and, you know, just, and for our families that, you know, there's just, yeah, just, I can put, you know, go on about all of it, but the, the main <laughs> word is just be a blessing to, 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 to lots of people and things and all of that. Well, I love that. I mean, obviously you're, you guys are making it happen and you, you've built a, built a team that's, that's making it happen. And so I know you're going to continue to grow and, yeah. and continue yeah. to uh, create solutions to, uh, to some of these issues. Um, and so, Thank you so much for sharing. So here's the one last, if uh, one of those young team members is saying, I want to start this thing and I'm going to do this, what would be your, your words of wisdom for them? Um, the biggest thing is you got to be able to, you, you got to be willing to go in the dirt. You know, you got to be able to do whatever it takes and just have a positive attitude to trust the process and know that if you do the work and your heart's there and it's right and then it'll come yeah yeah have a huge huge why yeah. 
because <laughs> um, you'll get challenged and uh, and again ask for help and don't be open to asking for help uh, but have a huge why because that's the only thing that'll keep you from moving to or to move forward absolutely well thank you guys so much this was such a fun conversation <laughs> appreciate you taking the time today and sharing so much of your story with us yeah, we're grateful for you guys. Yeah, Great to you see guys. your vibrant faces and uh, you guys succeed and flourish in what you're doing. And thanks for giving us the opportunity to, to be part of it. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. We have a free gift for you at addvalue2entrepreneurs.com. We've created a collection of the top tips that have been shared on our show for entrepreneurs. Do you struggle with procrastination, putting off the work until the last minute? Well, you are not alone. Many of our clients start there. We are launching a new five-day challenge to help you take more action and make more money in your business. Each day is a 10-minute video lesson and a worksheet. If you take 15 to 30 minutes to do the worksheet, it will change your life and business and exponentially increase the amount of work you get done each day. Right now, it is only $27 and contains five of our best tools for helping you move forward. It can be found at addvalue2life.com slash action. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.